0: In your sister's room. That's where it started. Hello, this is Paul. And this is Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. And you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Discoveries. Each podcast episode, we take you, the listener, on a journey a musical journey. Today's episode is Al Stewart taught me half of what I know about history and all of what I know about love and why.
1: Hold on, Paul, that title is way too long. How about Al Stewart taught me history and
0: love and why? How about Al Stewart is unstuck in time and why? I pointed it up and said, there is Tralfamador. Amador where I presently dwell, life has no beginning and no end. How about Al Stewart taught me everything and why?
2: Better. This is a tale about someone who sets forth on a coach trip from London. And he's going in the back of an old van with about 20 other people. They've all paid about $60 to go to Africa and back. When they get to Africa, he walks off alone in a small town. And he's strolling through the bazaar, and up comes to him a young lady in long, flowing robes
0: with the sun cascading off them. And she says,
1: Paul, any listener
0: letters? Uh, Dave, let's skip the letters today. We have a few, but I want to get straight to Al Stewart. So we're going to catch up with the letters next time around.
1: Paul, are we going to weigh in on whether Al Stewart has jumped the shark?
0: Yes, I think we should. We'll address whether or not Al Stewart has jumped the shark. We should also weigh in on whether or not he has crossed the Rubicon.
2: Hello, old friend. What a strange coincidence to find you. It's been 15 years since we last met,
1: but I still recognized you. I understand that today you will pick and discuss your top 10 favorite songs by Al Stewart.
0: Do I get to do anything? Yes, Dave. You can sit there and smile and agree wholeheartedly with my choices. Can you see me smiling now? All right. The battle of wits has begun.
1: You should know by now, big brothers seldom agree with little brothers.
0: You must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You've made your decision then? <laughs> not remotely.
1: How about we do this? If I agree with your choice, we ring the bell to signify unity. However, if I disagree with your choice, I get to offer an alternative choice to play alongside your choice so that listeners can decide which of the two songs they think is better. You guessed wrong.
0: You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. That sounds good, Dave. I'll go with that. Let me make sure I understand. So if we are not in agreement on a song, we sound the wah-wah buzzard, and then we duke it out, letting the listeners write to us and tell us what they think, who made the better song choice and why. Who are you? I'm no one to be trifled with. Paul, it's time to cue up the person diving into the pool. And drink a
2: toast to olden time. Where all our memories lie.
0: Where all our
2: memories lie.
0: And Dave, we want to remind our listeners that there is a playlist that will accompany this episode. The playlist will include my 10 picks, but it will also include any alternate choices that you have made. And this will give people the opportunity to really hear what Al Stewart is all about to Discovery's, Discovery's Top 10. 10
3: Pick number 10
0: Dave, my choice for number 10 is Time Passages The single from the album Time Passages That was released in 1978 I felt the beat of
2: my mind
0: In my mind, this song is a song of self-reflection. Al Stewart is planning a trip home, and he's thinking of fond memories and the people he knew. For me, what makes this song unique is the theme that he is conveying in this song. It has a Kurt Vonnegut Slaughterhouse-Five kind of time travel feel to it.
3: Billy!
2: Billy Mama's here! The war is over! You can come out
0: now. Al Stewart gives you the sense that his character is time traveling. Well,
2: it's just now and then. My line gets cast into these time passages. There's something back there that you left behind. Oh, time passages.
0: Aren't we all time travelers? Yes, Dave, we are, but our time traveling seems to be stuck in a linear forward motion. Al Stewart's time traveling allows him to be unstuck in time. Billy Pilgrim has come unstuck in time. Just like Kurt Vonnegut's character Billy Pilgrim in Slaughterhouse-Five.
3: Five is English five. Schlacht is slaughter. Hof is house. Schlachthof five. Slaughterhouse five. Go
1: Paul, you're reading too much into this. To me, the song is simply about Al returning to his former home and the memories it evokes.
0: But Dave, it's also about the loneliness that comes with time and age. There is that line that I think everyone will remember.
2: A girl comes towards you, you once used to know.
0: You reach out your hand, but you're all alone. You reach out your hand, but you're all alone. Perhaps it's just your breath. And she waited with bated breath. It could be my breath, Dave. Regardless, Time Passages is one of Al Stewart's most popular songs on Spotify. It has been streamed over 9 million times.
2: Time Passages.
0: Yes, and it reached number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in December 1978. Even better, Dave, it went to number 1 on the Billboard Easy Listening chart.
1: Paul, at the time it was called the Easy Listening chart, but now it's known as the Adult Contemporary chart.
2: Time Passages.
1: And Paul,
0: it stayed at number one on that chart for ten weeks. Ten weeks, yeah. That is that is huge. That's amazing, Dave. If I'm not mistaken, that makes it one of the biggest hits of the 1970s according to the adult contemporary chart.
2: I know you're in there, you're just out of sight.
0: And Billboard
1: magazine ranked Time Passages as the number one adult contemporary single for the year 1979.
0: And Dave, because we have listeners in Australia and Canada, I would like to point out that Time Passages was also a hit in both Australia and Canada.
1: Unfortunately, it did not hit the charts in Al's homeland of Scotland or in
0: the United Kingdom. Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of Time Passages? Agree. Dillinger Discovery Discovery's Top 10. Ten,
3: pick number nine. Oh, no!
1: please tell me you're not going to play Revolution number 9 from the White nine. Album by the Beatles. Number nine?
0: I know, like when you get in the editing room, a lot of times you go against what I say. Dave, my pick number nine is The Night of the Fourth of May. I took you down to a party on the night of the fourth of May. That was on an album that Al Stewart released in 1972. The name of the album is Orange. Dave, the reason I included this song is because it is a perfect example of the kind of detailed love story that Al Stewart will go into on his music. On a strange
2: and growing restlessness, i Had hung in the air all day
0: The need to try and tear down and destroy all that we've made This particular song is true, and he wrote it about Mandy, his girlfriend at the time. It's about a jealous lover who happens to be Al Stewart in this case. And for me, it has a unique twist. Their relationship falls apart. You want to guess what night it falls apart on? Maybe the 4th of May. On the night of the 4th of May. Yep, that's right. 1969 is when it falls apart. But the album
1: came out in 1972.
0: But he wrote it. About a relationship that fell apart on May 4th, 1969.
1: Paul, the last lines of the song say, why did I have to fall
0: for you? Why
2: did I have to fall for you? Anyone else wouldn't have hurt me half as much as you.
0: Yeah, that's that's really powerful, isn't it? And that's where he comes to. He gets mad, he basically throws Mandy out, and then he begs her to come back. Can you identify with someone who might fall in love with someone, get really angry with them, tell them to leave, and then beg them to come back? Uh, Not not at all. I've never had that happen to me. Not, not even once. In this song, he just puts his heart on the line. He lays everything out there, Dave. It, that's what I love this song so much for, is the fact that he's willing to tell us that he's kind of the bad guy here. He's the one who gets... Jealous, and wrecks of perfect relationship. Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of Night of the 4th of May as my pick number nine on the top ten? Well, Paul, you know there ain't no good guy. There
2: ain't no good
0: guy. There ain't no bad guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me. Yeah, and we just... And I disagree. Oh, no. Why do you disagree? What would you put for number nine instead?
1: Well, since number 10 was Time Passages, I think we should do the other single from that album, Song on the
0: Radio. Okay. Now, that's interesting because I did not include Song on the Radio in my top 10. But because you do get to pick an alternative if you disagree with me, I hear what you're saying. You're picking Song on the Radio? Yes.
2: Welcome, collecting the day.
0: song on the radio that was not one of my top 10 but that is Dave's alternate choice
2: top
0: ten, 10 pick, pick number eight Dave Number eight is a song that plays into what I love about Al. He writes great songs about love, but he also writes great storytelling songs that sound historical. On the Border is my pick number eight. It's from Year of the Cat. It was released in 1976. And one of the things that makes it special for me is that... Not only is it a great song, but Al Stewart still plays it in his list. I've seen Al three times live, and Dave, you saw him with me at least once live, right? And he plays this song, and one of the guys that plays it with him who's on a live album is Dave Nachmanoff. This is a song
2: about uh, unexpected events happening to you, and all of us have our big toe on that line which divides us from uh, life and death. And I called it, accordingly, On the Border.
0: Dave, if you're listening, which I hope you are, we wanted to make sure to put your name in here because Dave has been Al Stewart's lead guitarist for a long time. Now, lately, Dave is no longer playing with Al, but he was with Al for at least 15 years. It's pretty impressive. The
2: fishing boats go out across the evening water Smuggling guns and arms across the Spanish border The wind warps up the waves aloud The ghost moon sails among the clouds
0: the rifles and silver on the border. Dave? Yes, Paul. I played On the Border by Al Stewart. Was it a hit? It was a minor hit. Yes, it, it
1: sniffed the charts.
0: Sniffed. Uh-huh. At number 42. Alright, so we got the we got the sniffing in. It was more than bubbling under. It was a sniffer. It was a sniffer. Alright. Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of On the Border in the Derringer Discovery's Top Ten? Agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ring that bell. On the
2: Border. On the Border.
0: Derringer Discovery's Top Ten pick number seven. Dave, my pick number seven is a song that is the title track from an album called Love Chronicles from 1969. The entire album resonates strongly with me, and this single, Dave, I believe it's over 18 minutes long. It's pretty impressive. Al has the audacity in the song to chronicle every love relationship that he has ever had, starting with kindergarten. I can remember the first girl that
2: I did love. Was stephanie in kindergarten arithmetic classes she used to
0: sit next to me he even identifies his sweethearts and lovers by name first name only of course
1: and ironically this album came out when you were in
0: kindergarten <laughs> that's probably why i loved it so much <laughs> and all
2: through my 17th summer Running
0: together
2: from crowds
0: and ties Do you uh, have any comments about the musicians? I understand this song. When you listen to it, it's mostly Al on guitar and singing. But there's a bass player and a lead guitarist. Are they anybody important, Dave? The lead guitar player is
1: named Jimmy Page. And the bass guitar player is John Paul Jones. Wow, so this is sort of like a Led
0: Zeppelin song, kind of.
1: This is when Led Zeppelin was starting out the first year of Led Zeppelin when this album came out,
0: and they still found time to back up their good friend Al Stewart. Yeah, you can imagine when Al said, hey, will you play on a song with me? They probably thought it was going to be a three to four minute song. Instead, it was an 18 minute song. The very first time I must confess, I thought you'd be like all of the rest. The three of them play almost with no other musicians until near the end. You can really hear John Paul Jones'
1: bass playing, and Jimmy Page's guitar really makes the song, but it's a shame that Jimmy's guitar is put low in the mix.
0: Yeah, it's probably because they considered Al Stewart a folk performer, and they didn't want to turn it into too much of a hard rock song. Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of Love Chronicles in our Derringer Discovery's Top 10? Agree! (laughs) Ha ha! Excellent! Daring Discovery's Discovery's top Top ten pick number number six. Dave, my pick number six for our top ten on Al Stewart is a song called Nostradamus. In the centuries since he lived, Nostradamus has become synonymous with seeing the future. As the Saturday Evening Post tells us, all of Nostradamus' prophecies come from his 1555 book Les Prophets, in English, The Prophecies, that have been interpreted and reinterpreted over the centuries. It's from Al Stewart's album Past, Present, and Future from 1974, and he is writing about…
2: Badamas.
0: Nostradamus, the one who predicted various future events. In fact, the song is written in the first person. So when we play snippets, you will hear Al singing as if he is predicting the future.
1: And Paul, what do you call a nose that can predict the
0: future? A nostril-damus? A nostril <laughs> I like that, Dave. A nostril-damus.
1: I predicted that you would go with Nostradamus. You have a thing about predicting the future, and Nostradamus is one of your big influences. Like, you know, most of your songs are pretty much out of date, but by the time they come out. He didn't refer to you as Paul Derringer. It was Paulino Derringer was how he predicted.
0: Right. And, and that's what Nostradamus did. The names he used aren't exactly the correct names because he is predicting the future. Yes. In the song, Al Stewart uses the name as Nostradamus used it. The first clip I'm going to play is about Napoleon. But when he says the name, it's not going to be Napoleon. It's going to be slightly off. But he's still using what Nostradamus was predicting about Napoleon. The rise and fall of Emperor Napoleon.
2: An emperor of France shall rise, who will be born near
0: Italy. His rule, Custis and dear Napoleon. His name shall be. And that's the clip about Napoleon. Let's give you one more By the way, this song has lots of references from Nostradamus And it all written in the first person As if Al Stewart is Nostradamus The second clip is Hitler Adolf Hitler gets a reference from Nostradamus Only once again, Nostradamus is predicting the future So he doesn't have Hitler's name quite right But if you listen to it And you listen to what is being talked about You know that they are talking about Hitler
2: One named Hester shall become A captain of greater Germany No law does this man observe and
0: bloody his rise and fall shall be? Dave, you thought I would include the song in our top I 10. predicted it. So the question I have for you do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of Nostradamus? Agree. Ha <laughs> ha! Excellent. My, my, your sound. Upon
2: the sea. I am the eyes of Nostradamus.
0: To discoveries. Discoveries. Top, Top 10, 10. Pick, Pick number, number 5 Pick number 5 might seem like I'm cheating, Dave Because it's two songs That have been mashed into one But this was what Al Stewart did He picked two different songs with two different subject matters And he put them together And one is called Merman's Run Your
2: father sailed on the Merman's Run
0: And the other is called Ellis Island And if you listen to them They really are two different songs From
2: Ellis Island Day
0: Done. The only common theme that I can discern is they are both Russian related. Murmansk Run was a dangerous run that was done during World War II to go through the German blockade to get supplies from Canada to Russia. And it was called the Murmansk Run. And he sings about that from the point of view of the daughter of someone who was lost at sea in the Murmansk Run. I see you
2: high his eyes are watching for dangers far all our Trading days beneath the sun
0: For the cold and wintry nights of the mama's grunt but then he immediately goes into Ellis Island and he's now singing about Russian immigrants coming to America, coming through Ellis Island, and they all migrate to an area of New York City and Manhattan that was known as the Russian Ghetto. And in particular, there was a street called Hester Street. Meanwhile,
2: from the market come the cries of every tongue and every nation. Refugeless refugees. From the endless plains of Russia, blonde Norwegian decoration. Songs inside my anarchies.
0: And Dave, you know what I did in preparation for this podcast? Al mentions Hester Street in the song. On Hester Street and run to the factory. I just typed it in to see what would happen, and you ready for this? It's the name of a movie from 1975 that was very popular called Hester Street, and guess what? It was about Russian immigrants coming to America and trying to get acclimated and, and assimilated into American life. For what purpose are you bringing this woman in? For the paper, she's my wife. That's your son? This, this woman is my wife and that's all. Where's the marriage certificate? So it's clear, since this song came from 1980, 24 carats, it's clear that Al Stewart was influenced by this movie when he wrote the second part of the song, Ellis Island. Caught
2: in between now and forever Wondering just what lies ahead Each one is waiting and
0: hoping the will. Paul Stewart was riding high off of two hit albums when he released 24 Carats. Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of "Murmansk Run slash Ellis Island in our Derringer Discoveries Top 10? Well, Paul, you know there ain't no good guy. There ain't no
1: good guy.
0: There ain't no bad guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me. You and me, and we just what? Disagree. There's
2: only you and me, and we just disagree. Paul.
3: Oh.
0: Alright, so you disagree with me. What would you put here instead for pick number five?
1: I would like to pick the hit song off of 24 carats, Midnight Rocks.
0: You say with best intention. That's Midnight Rocks which was a top 40 hit. Is that right, Dave? His last top 40 hit. His last top 40 hit. It's a good song. I remember hearing it on the radio and buying the it, album. It was a, a
1: song on the radio. It was a song. Which on was the, my other alternate selection. I, I
0: think you're getting a common theme here. You're going to run out of hit songs pretty soon, Well, Dave. he only had five hits, so,
1: you know, I think <laughs> you picked three and I'm picking the other two, so. <laughs> All right. Discovery's, Discovery's top 10,
3: ten
0: pick number four. Dave, my pick number four is a song that we used at the intro of this episode because it's got a a great acapella intro where he is meeting a friend, or running into a friend in New York City after 15 years Hello old
2: friend
0: And the friend no longer wants to talk about the past, doesn't even want to hang out with him and he's dejected because he's like Hey buddy, I haven't seen you in 15 years and his friend's like, yeah, and I don't want to see you now
2: Hey old friend Tell me what's on your mind Silence grows on you like I see.
0: It's called Modern Times Modern Times, it's from the album Modern Times, 1975. And this is what happens sometimes when you run into old friends from the past. So I
2: loved him, and I went out to the street. Low, 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 low.
0: Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of Modern Times? Agree! <laughs> All right, there you have it. That bell has been ringing. You didn't say excellent. Yeah, I thought maybe I should change it up. Yeah, but
1: you've just been saying excellent every time. All right, let's...
0: Agree! Excellent, excellent. (laughs) And you didn't do your hoo-hoo. Woo hoo Yeah, I I didn't know if it would get old after a while, so I thought I should change it up. We got the bell going. We got the bell. (laughs) Danger Discovery's top ten, pick number three. Dave... For my top ten pick number three, I'm going with a song that evokes a famous saying. All
3: is fair
1: in love and
0: war. All is fair in love and war. You ever heard of that saying before, Dave?
1: Yes, didn't John Liley coin that phrase in 1578?
0: I think that's correct. I think it was John Liley, and I think it was around 1578. I'll go with that. So this song is called Where Are They Now? It's from last days of the century that was released in 1988. And in the song, Al Stewart is equipped love to war. I'm going to play the opening passage, which you will not think this is a love song. From the opening passage, I sent my
2: crack divisions through the early morning mist. When they fell on your positions, you were powerless to resist. Encircling and probing for
0: the weakness in your lines. My night you are surrounded, your territory mine And that's the opening passage where he equates love to war, but now I'm going to play another passage where he talks about falling in love with that very person that he has conquered. Where are they now? I raised you
2: to your feet, with your hand inside my own. We set off up upon a journey, each together, each alone. In the days that followed, all our lives did overlap I learned the contours of your body like the roads upon a map You sweetened every evening, I savored every day Just when I was certain it would always be this way You slipped beyond the reach of my outstretched fingertips With all the
0: kisses we placed upon your lips Where are they now? And that's the second passage. Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of where are they now on the Derringer Discovery's top ten pick number three? Agree! <laughs> Excellent. You didn't do your woo-woo. Woo-woo! All right. So we are in agreement. Dave, we almost agree on everything. Well, we do. I we mean, don't get to use the Dave Mason song very much in no, this episode. No, no. We just, you know, <laughs> we don't want to overdo it. <laughs> well, Dave, let's keep going then. Danger, Danger Discovery's top 10, ten, pick number two. This is a song that's not all that well-known, but I love the song and I listen to it all the time. It's on several of my playlists. It's called Laughing into 1939. It's from Al Stewart's album Between the Wars. All of the songs on the album take place, subject matter-wise, between World War One and World War II. So when you listen to it, it's really exciting because he limits everything to that time period. And that's why the album is called Between the Wars. It's from
2: 1995. Party Hide on satin dress So the paper cut in a long black hair.
0: Tapping one small, elegant, shoe and time. So, Dave, I have a question for you. When did World War II begin? Paul, oh, that's a trick
1: question. Yeah, I
0: like to trick my big
1: brother. Here's my dumbed-down answer for little brothers who don't know much about history.
2: Don't know no, much about two-
1: For America, World War II began after Pearl Harbor in December 1941. However, in the Pacific, it began in 1937. Some historians even argue that World War II started even earlier. But Alstert, being Scottish, is probably focused on World War II starting in Europe on September 1st, 1939, when
0: Germany invaded Poland. Yeah, so 1939, this song is called Laughing Into 1939, and that's what this is all about. This song takes place on New Year's Eve going into 1939. Al Stewart is kind of mixing a couple of things here. He is at an event and he's noticing a person who is elusive. Appealing, but elusive. But meanwhile he's also either looking at pictures or video documentary footage and the documentary footage is of the Queen and King of England on New Year's Eve going into 1939. Out onto the balcony Come the
2: King and I'm the crowd go wild He's a little bit nervous But that's just fine And they're laughing
0: Laughing into 1939 He notices that everyone's laughing and having a good time What lies in store for 1939? Dave, do you agree or disagree with my inclusion of laughing into 1939? Agree We're almost through? we all almost through You can go back to what you like doing Sleeping? Lovely <laughs> sleeping, yes Daring top ten, 10 Pick, pick number, number one This is our very top pick At least it's mine And we'll see if it's Dave's Our pick number one is a certain song I would say just about everyone listening to this podcast episode Will know the song And hopefully love the song And of course I am talking about Al Stewart's classic hit song Drum roll please <laughs> Foot of the Stage. Foot of the Stage? I thought
1: for sure you were going to play something else.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know what, Dave? You're right. I was reading from the... the Foot of the Stage was Al's original working title for the song. I meant Derringer Discovery's pick number one by Al Stewart is... Drum roll, please. Horse of the Year. Let me guess. (laughs) Horse of the Year was the second working title. That's right, Dave. The year was 1975, and his second working title was Horse of the Year. But Al Stewart was at his girlfriend's house, and he saw an astrology book on her table, and the book was open to a chapter. And the chapter that it was open to was titled Year of the Cat. Did it hit the charts? Yes, it did. So it was a pretty good hit? Yes. On
2: a morning from a Bogart movie In a country where they turn by time You go strolling through the crowd like Pete Delore contemplating a crime
0: Do you agree or disagree with me including this song on the Derringer Discovery's Top 10 pick number one? Agree.
1: Paul, it's time for us to wrap up this episode.
0: Yeah, let's wrap it up, Dave. Do you think Al Stewart has... jumped the shark? Dave, you know, Al Stewart is one of my favorites, and it would be sacrilegious for me to say he has jumped the shark. I'll go so far as to say... I don't think he has ever released a bad album. So no, I do not think he has jumped the shark.
1: Did Al Sturt cross
0: the Rubicon? No, he clearly has not crossed the Rubicon. And he's still out there. He's touring right now as we speak. Al, I hope you're having a good tour. And I hope you're listening to our episode. And write us, please. Dave, do you think he jumped the shark?
1: No, I think he's done a great job. I enjoyed seeing him in concert a few years back with Dave Nachmanoff. I know
0: that it's bad. This is Paul. And this is Dave. If you like what you hear, please follow us and tell others about us. And please download today's playlist. Al Stewart Taught Me Everything is available on Spotify. Until next time, we are the Derringer Brothers. And we thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries.
3: In your sister's room.
0: Sheer Sister's Room, which is the theme song for Derringer Discoveries, but I do have an announcement, Dave. Okay, what's the announcement? We're getting more and more listeners who are musicians who put their own music out. How do you know if you've written anything of any word? And so I want to encourage listeners to contact us. It needs to be a recent release and it, you need to listen to our episodes and hear what we like. Don't send us something that's not going to fit with what we go for. But if you send me something that we like, I'm going to include a snippet of it and give you a shout out in our closings on maybe a future episode.
1: That'd be fantastic. And still, you won't have to listen to your song every time. It's... We can get somebody else in. You might have a little talent. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Derringer Discoveries Podcast.